The Comic Book Time Machine, Episode 68, Justice League, Gods and Monsters, Part 1, Batman. Hello, time travelers, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine. I am Ben, Ben Avery. I am a comic book fan, comic book writer, comic book collector, comic book reader, and I have been joined today by another comic book friend of mine, and that is Evan David. Evan, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here in the time machine. Are we in the time machine or is it, are we next to the time machine about to step inside? Well, we're actually just stepped out technically. Gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the kind of thing that if you're not paying attention to, yeah, I mean, it's, it's chronological. So maybe the time machine, timey-wimey stuff got you confused, I guess. Yeah, I must have. Yeah. No, technically speaking, we've just gotten back from a trip back in time, uh, according to the the gimmick of the show gotcha yeah yeah you can be I'm forgiven here. of that um well thank you yeah yeah you're 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 forgiven so evan is a friend of mine uh both uh in podcasting circles but also in um he goes he used to go to my church or i used to go to his church i should say he still goes there and we've also um got to be friends then in real life um he does a podcast called the static blade podcast Correct. It's about science fiction and and faith and, and all that kind of thing, similar to my Strangers and Aliens podcast. And he also is a big, huge, giant comic book fan. And that is correct. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, we're doing a, basically a what if episode or an Elseworlds episode. And I, I should get my my dialogue for the opening of those things. Let's see here. I think we're going to do... Elseworlds, because I don't know if the audience knows, but I'm a uh, pretty huge DC Comics fan. But here's here's the opening to when I do oh, what if episodes. I say, okay. uh, what if Elseworlds, stunning sagas of alternate realities that can't, couldn't, or shouldn't exist. That's how I usually would start one of these episodes, because what if and Elseworlds, I clump them all in together. I enjoy those kind of stories because it takes core concepts of characters I like and sometimes characters I don't like, but I usually don't read the ones I don't like. And then gives them that little twist, you know, to, to see well, what if this happened or, or what if, you know, Superman landed in the jungles of Africa and was raised by gorillas. You know, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's not a bad one. I, I, it's been a long time since I've read that one, but I'm thinking of the ones where he's raised by wolves actually. Never mind. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the jungle book. What if, Yes. Elseworlds rather than the Tarzan Elseworlds. But uh, yeah, so th those stories, I enjoy them. And this is a story that really, uh, what we're talking about today, our, our concept that we're going to be jumping into is the gods and monsters uh, Elseworlds type of story. And uh, the gimmick here is that Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman aren't Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Typically in an Elseworlds story, you know, it's Superman, only he landed somewhere else. Right. Or it's Batman, only his parents weren't killed. Uh, maybe they were 
I don't know, paralyzed from the waist down. And so he builds a, a tech empire based on electronic wheelchairs or something. I don't know. But um, yeah. And so what we're talking about today is Justice League Gods and Monsters. And this is a little bit of a different style of podcasting here. Um, maybe it's experimental, more in release, I guess, than anything else. But uh, the Gods and Monsters concept is uh, it came out as a movie that I had heard of it was coming. And then looking a little closer, I found out there was actually these three short films released on Makima. I think it's, I think I'm saying that right. I think it's Machinima. Machinima. Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that, uh, I was familiar with that from, they, they released the, um, Battlestar Galactica blood and chrome, uh, TV movie. They released it originally in 10 minute short Hmm. chunks. And, um, they're also famous for the Legend of Zelda fan trailer, aren't yeah. they? No, that's IGN. That's IGN. Never mind. Don't so, yeah. So they they released these three short films in June, and then they released the the film itself in July, end of July, uh, on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital download. But then they also had a comic book series that went along with it. There were six comics total. Uh, there was a one shot for each of the main characters, and then there was a three issue series that's basically like an origin story of the Justice League from the title, mm-hmm. and and then the movie kind of followed after that uh, chronologically in story time anyway. So here's our gimmick: we're gonna be releasing these one episode a day this week. Uh, so this today is the first episode. This is episode sixty eight of the Comic Book Time Machine, and this is our Batman episode where we're going to be reviewing and talking about the comic book Batman Justice League Gods and Monsters Batman and we're also going to be talking about the short film that came out Twisted and next episode will be Superman and the short film that they released called Bomb and the episode after that will be Wonder Woman and the short film they released about Wonder Woman called Big and the episode after that will be about the three issue miniseries Justice League, God and Monsters, Gods and Monsters. And then finally, episode 72, which will be released on the, you know, if you're, if you're following along daily with us, it'll be released on Friday. And that'll be episode 72, which will be our re- review of the movie itself. And, and we're going to talk about the movie itself. And, and basically, we're just kind of taking this as it came to us chronologically in comic form. And then we're going to, we're going to hit the, the big the big movie at the end of that so oh, yeah so that's that's the experiment you know this kind of i i i listen to people who do mini series of podcasts and i just think that's really interesting to me and i'm not sure how doing a mini series as a spin-off would work you know so a comical time machine mini series on its own its own feed now i'm doing the star wars uh marvel uh sci-fi feed on its own where it's it's taking each one of those individual issues and then it compiles them into one great big giant ep- episode that gets released in the main feed. But this will be five episodes in a row here on the main feed. They'll be shorter than usual, at least shorter than usual for me, not shorter than usual for, like, say, Daniel, who is able to actually <laughs> condense his thoughts into a 15-minute episode. And, <laughs> you know, I take the same comic and talk about it for two hours probably. But, yeah, so that's that's why I have Evan here. He's here to hold me back. I'm going to try. Keep it short. I might fail. <laughs> so and it was a little bit of a risk as we were planning this because 
there was always the risk that it wouldn't be very good. And yes. that we just end up staring at our microphones and saying, well, yeah, I read this. It was a comic book. Yes. And here's another thing that uh, we took some risk going into this. Well, a risk for me anyway, is that uh, Ben just asked me to do this just because he knew <laughs> that uh, I would squirm while reading these comic books because I was not happy with uh, the concept and what they were doing. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think if you were actually the one who introduced me to this thing. This I did not introduce thing. you to the thing. I told you about the shorts on the Internet. OK. All right. Yeah. So I think I knew about the movie, but then you you told me about the shorts for Superman and Batman, at least. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was just Batman even. Because I don't think you had watched the Superman one. I think I had, and that oh, okay. was what really turned me off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to that next series. episode. But yeah, it, it, that's what it was. I wanted to really make you squirm. Yep. And I took a risk there, hoping it would make you squirm. I don't know if I succeeded. We'll find out here, uh, at least for this this episode, as we're talking about Batman. The other thing we're going to try and do is not talk about anything that follows what we're talking about today. So as we're talking about the Batman comic and the Batman short, we're not going to be talking about his role in the miniseries where it's the Justice League origin or in the movie itself. We'll talk about those when we get to them. So, yeah. So I guess we should just kind of get into it um, okay. with Elseworlds and what if stories. The There's four main questions that I want to end up by the end of this episode that we will have discussed them. And if we haven't discussed them, we'll, we'll get into them at the end. And that is I want us to at least make sure we talk about if it stands alone as a story by itself. In other words, would this story work if you didn't already know about the character in this case, Batman kind of, yes, <laughs> the, well, Oh, go ahead. Then, then before we get into this, I watched an interview today with Bruce Tim, who is the, I guess he's the chief creator on this. He was the uh -huh. chief creator on, um, you know, Batman, the animated series all the way up through justice league, justice league unlimited Superman, the animated series. The list goes on. Um, and just one note I want to put in here about the concept of this Elseworld universe that they're, they've created here is, uh, like we already said, it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, but they're not Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Right. They're, it's not the it's not Kal-El coming to Earth. It is, it's the concept of Superman, but only the concept. It's the concept of Superman applied to a different character in the DC universe, actually. Right. And, and that's I, the same thing here with Batman. Right. And I discovered the inspiration for this that Bruce Timm said was back in the, I think it was the 50s or maybe it was the 40s, where they reinvented a lot of the characters from the DCU, like uh, Green Lantern and The Flash and Hawkman. They kept the concept, but they... Like a totally new character was Green oh, okay. Lantern, all new powers, all that sort of thing. Hmm. And he thought that that's what they were going to do with the new Fifty Two. He's like, "Well, what are they, are they going to are they going to change it up like they did then and just keep the concept and totally new stuff?" And they didn't. And so that was his inspiration for doing this because he wanted to see what that would be like. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I had read. I, it, yeah. I, I'd actually watched an interview with Bruce Tim and um, uh, oh, the, the other the other writer on this. Who wrote the script? I can't remember his name now. Not for the comic, but for the movie. Uh, Alan Burnett? Yeah, yeah. 
and they talked a little bit about about some of the origins, some of the risks they were taking as well. And that's mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we'll get into some of the risks involved here uh, as well as we're talking. But yeah, so the the second question that a what if Elseworlds episode that I want to address is: Does it explore the character in a way that reveals something about what makes him or her tick? And so, you know, Superman Red Sun, for example, mm-hmm. explores the character of Superman. And is it nature or nurture, you know, as far as right. what, who he's going to become. And, and, you know, in a lot of the stories, they end up losing a lot of the, uh, the story elements that build them into who they are, but the new story elements, they, they still come out of it, you know, well, he's recognizable as Superman or as Batman, or, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of a, this is who they were destined to be. So and then finally, or, th- or number three, does it reveal anything new about the character? Which is sometimes what you, you know, when you get a negative example of a character, you can look at it from the other side. And that's something else to talk about here. And finally, is it fun? <laughs> Was it enjoyable? So even if it's not a very good uh, Batman story in this case, um, was it a good story? Was it enjoyable? So... Those are the four questions that by the end of this episode, I hope we will have covered. And if not, we will come back to them. But there are other things we want to talk about here, too. We want to talk about, you know, what does the art look like and what are some of the themes we're finding in this story and um, the use of the title in the story uh, as far as gods and monsters, uh, which I think really is a big part of the theme. Um, And then also, how does it take the DC stuff and twist it? Or use it. And there's some interesting things here in Gods and Monsters Batman and in the Gods and Monsters Chronicles. Um, twisted. There's some interesting thoughts that I had about mm. that. That you brought up a que- that you brought up the idea, you know, the question, and I thought started thinking, why well, oh yeah, obviously we're gonna talk about that, but then I started really thinking about it. Um, especially as I was thinking about twisted, which we'll get to. Um, but things that were, you know different in this universe and why and yeah yeah so we'll we'll talk about that so all right let's get to it let's do it so the comic book itself justice league gods and monsters batman is basically um it's a it's a solo adventure for the character it is an origin story somewhat uh it's it's kind of it's almost like uh batman begins for this universe yeah. You know, where it's kind of his first or one of his first forays into fighting crime. Yeah. It's and like you're picking up with Spider-Man after he gets out of the lab. You don't actually see how he got this way. Yeah. Yeah. And then slowly you find out. But the other thing I guess I would compare this to maybe where be uh, the, the, the uh, first 12 episodes of Daredevil. You know, he's in a different costume. And yeah. Um, you know, figuring out how am I doing this? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? But uh, here's the thing. We say Batman is not Batman. Who is Batman? He's Kirk Langstrom. And Evan, who's Kirk Langstrom? Well, uh, comic book fans, if you're not familiar with Kirk Langstrom, you might know him by his supervillain alter ego in the normal DC universe, which is Man Bat. Yes, yes. He's a scientist who was experimenting, I guess, with bat stuff, and he accidentally mutated himself 
into a large winged werebat, like a werewolf, but a bat. Yeah, because he moves back and forth between being a bat, being a person. Yes. Um, now, I, I should say, by the way, we're 15 minutes in, and I'm just now remembering to tell you guys, if you want to go back in time and buy this comic, you need to go back to July 22nd of 2015. It's <laughs> pretty yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. Well, from the time of recording, that's a whole, what, month and a half? <laughs> so well, we're, get, we're getting close to two months away from that. But yeah, yeah so... So that he Kirk Langstrom, Batman, uh, he was man bat in our typical DC universe. And so right away, then we know, OK, this is not the Batman that we grew this, up with. Yes. And you know what I want to say, Evan? It was the trailer. It was the trailer that you found. The watched. trailer the trailer for the movie that you found and watched and was you were disgusted by. Mm-hmm. because that was where they showed that Batman is a vampire. Yeah, it was the short. The oh, Okay, it was the short. It was the short. That's the first thing I saw of this universe, and I said, uh, yuck. <laughs> and, it was, and it wasn't the vampire part. I will save it for later for when we're going to actually talk about the short. I'll okay. let you know what part I was disgusted by, but so it wasn't the vampire part. This issue here, I mean, if you want to take it to its core it is a vampire story it is a story of a vampire who doesn't want to be a vampire it is this is before your time so i don't know if you'll remember this it's forever night no okay yeah forever night was a syndicated uh cop drama about a vampire who was a cop (laughs) and he would uh go and drink blood from like the blood banks you know, so he wasn't actually going after people. And okay. He would, he was looking for a cure and, you know, it, it really, a lot of those elements are here where he is looking or was looking for a cure. He's looking for a cure for his, um, lymphoma. Well, the reason he has the vampirism is because he was looking for a cure for his lymphoma. Oh yes. And do they say that in the comic? They do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was, he was looking for that cure and he injected it within into himself um and that gave him the powers of a bat of a vampire bat who has a lust for blood yeah and so you know this this i think a more applicable allegory would be dexter that hbo show i've never actually watched it but i think the premise is that he's a compulsive serial killer Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah but instead of you know he decides to use that compulsion to kill bad guys instead of yeah, I, I don't have cable, uh, yeah. but there was a I've little while, there was, a, there was a short while where they were, they put one of the seasons on CBS, um, like they edited out any, any cable stuff that they couldn't <laughs> show on primetime TV. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was able to watch a couple episodes when I caught it. It wasn't appointment television for me. Yeah. But that is the, exactly it where he can't help himself. He has to kill, but <laughs> he's applying it to killing other serial killers and yes. and other other bad people. And and that's what you have here our opening is him going after a an abusive husband. And then the wife is scared of him because he just killed her husband and is staring at a monster. Yep. And so here 
in this story, we're getting more of the monster than the god. He yeah. is definitely a a creature of the night and of the darkness. Um, he chooses more so than Batman. Yeah, well, a lot more so. He, you know, he's going out and not just defeating the bad guys, but he's going out and draining them of their blood. <laughs> Yeah, he has to. <laughs> he has to drink blood to survive. And so if he's going to drink blood, he's going to drink it from evil people. But, you know, then there's the question of does he like it? You know, and which he himself struggles with. Right. Right. And so there are some characters that that are recognizable. Joe Chill is in here. Oh, yeah. He's a, yes, he's a he character is. in the comic and um, he's actually a, a main baddie in this. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so as he's he's going through, he's killing bad guys, but then he's also kind of having to struggle with what he's leaving behind in his wake, uh, which is family, really. And so one of the bad guys he kills has a wife who's a devout Catholic and who doesn't know about his ties to organized crime or chooses not to recognize that. Uh, there's a son that was left behind who's a you know wants to help him research a cure for the vampire stuff that he's doing. Um, but then there's a twist where actually the son is actually kind of a bad guy. And there is a twist ending that I don't want to get too much into. Um, but it really wasn't any surprise. It wasn't a surprise ending. It was just one of those twist endings that you're like, Oh yeah, I saw that coming. (laughs) So, but it is, I mean, it's this character and it's interesting. I mean, he is Kirk Langstrom. He is, Batman, but he's also something pretty new. Pretty new. I mean, who would Kirk Langstrom have become, you know, if Batman wasn't around? And I don't know if that that doesn't answer the question perfectly. Um, but somewhere in this universe, there's a Bruce Wayne whose parents didn't die. Yeah. And and this is the guy who became Batman instead. I'm anxious to see what they do with those original characters because I hear they're making a season two. They are. Yeah. Season one of Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles was only three episodes and they're each five minutes long. Right. But yeah, season two will have 10 episodes. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that'll look like. I'll be interested to see if they do introduce who Bruce Wayne became and who Clark Kent is and et cetera. Yeah, well, because here's the other thing. Lots and lots of characters are popping up that are recognizable, if not just by name. But, yep. uh, you know, like I said, we have in here Joe Chill, um, who becomes kind of Joker-ish in the artwork anyway. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of a zombie. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> vampire versus zombie. And, yep. yeah, so... And then in the short, twisted. Uh, do you want are, are we doing that now? Or are we going to do yeah, the? Let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the short. Let's talk okay. about the short, and then we can talk about in general from these two things. What are we getting about Batman uh, in this Justice League Gods and Monsters opening shot? Really, I mean, the opening shot was twisted, which came out June eighth, mm-hmm. and that's really the first view anyone had of Gods and Monsters. Uh, it was the first thing out on YouTube or on Machima Makima Makum Um and then Batman was the first comic 
uh, that they put out as well. But yeah, Twisted. It's a five minute episode. Yeah. And it's Twisted. <laughs> and like you said, like it's the first thing that you're going to show as a creator, your new universe that you've made and are making a movie of. Mm-hmm. And this is the first thing you're showing to the public. It is. It is. And what is it that they were showing to the public? Okay. It's like you said, it's five minutes, so they can't tell too much of a story. But it's basically Harley Quinn has, I can't remember what she's doing. She has kidnapped, she kidnapped somebody, she murdered somebody. She's kidnapping lots of people. Yeah. And murdering yep. them and putting their parts in the freezer. Yeah. And then and using then them. them. Uh, go ahead. You, you said they were, she was eating them? No, no. Then she was using them yeah. to yes. build a family. Yes. Uh, taxidermy of human parts. Amateur and, taxidermy. Yeah, yeah. Very – and disgusting. Uh, I mean, it's, yes. it's gross. Um, she now, that, was, that right there is the part that totally turned me off. Oh, to the, the family was. Absolutely, Oh, yes. I was expecting it to be Harley Quinn's character design. Oh, nope. It was it – was def- well, that too, but the, the family – because they show that like three-quarters of the way through, the family. Uh-huh. And that, that put it over the top for me. Because it's a it's a nuclear family. I mean, it's got a grandma, it's got a dad and a mom and a couple kids. Which means she murdered all of those people. Maybe more because she yeah. might have murdered multiple people. Because if you look in the freezer, there's like, well, no, she definitely murdered multiple people because there's like multiple heads in the freezer and there's some limbs in the freezer. Yeah, man, and, um, I couldn't believe it. And then that that living room scene where they are placed in the living room as, yep. uh, well taxidermy i mean they're they're stuffed humans who are who are right there and so yeah and so batman is coming and he rescues someone that she has just kidnapped and it's this and then chases her down and then chases yeah and they fight and it's pretty brutal yes and then at the end he she's like okay you can take me to jail and he's like huh jail and then he eats her or drains her of all yeah he, he goes to her neck and Yep. Drains her blood. Yep. And so we've just spoiled that completely. Um, but it being five minutes, it's kind of hard not to. And I think we need to discuss the ending of these. Each yeah. each of these three um, short films, anyway, the endings are really the meat of what there is to discuss. So maybe we should have played a spoiler warning. Well, sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure we remember for next time, but. Uh, with this one, I mean, it is, it's it's five minutes, so they have to give you a beginning, middle, and end. It's basically we're looking at the end of an adventure. Uh, he's in costume now. Yes. He is wearing his official designed costume, whereas in the other one, he was basically wearing like a ski mask kind of thing and um, and dark clothes. And in this one, he has his mask with the traditional-looking Batman ears on it. No cape, but he kind of has a Batman Beyond-ish type of underarm wing kind of going on mm-hmm. and and yeah he has fangs like a vampire and i mean this is where they are revealing what's different about batman because he comes in he does all the fighting and stuff it feels like a, a dark and twisted batman adventures episode with the the sound design and the you know he's walking through and making discoveries and then there's Harley Quinn and she's all crazy. 
Well, yeah, and that's what that's what gets me about this is because, I mean, Batman the Animated Series was my first ever superhero show that I ever watched uh, as a child, and so, I mean, that's that's basically my introduction to superheroes uh, as a genre. And it's made by this guy, Bruce Tim, who's in charge of this whole project. And so all the animation, all the direction, all the music, everything is hearkening back to that, uh, those good memories I have from all his shows, yeah. all his shows that he's done. And then it's just totally <laughs> twisted and screwed <laughs> up, man, because like we already talked about, there's heads in the freezer. There's the, the evil murder and taxidermy of the, oh man, it just totally... Like shot through the heart for me. Yeah. Well, and then that for me, the final shot being him as a vampire. You know, where you yeah. realize, oh, okay, he's not taking her anywhere. He's killing her. Mm-hmm. Um and because it's five minutes, here's here's the thing. The comic book itself, it had room to grow, room to explore who he is and why he's doing what he's doing and all that. This particular short episode, this film, the you know Gods and Monsters Chronicles Twisted, doesn't have that luxury. And so to me, this one felt just like kind of a, a cheap shot. Like, okay, we're we're gonna shock you. We're gonna take your character that you love and we're gonna make something crazy out of him. We're gonna make him this crazy vampire guy. That's now, exactly what it was. It's a cheap shot. And it's, the, it's for the shock and awe value. It was, it was, but it didn't give me any idea of what kind of thematic ideas they might try and tap into. Uh, it really just felt like, okay, they're going for dark and edgy and twisted, you know, and, you know, like everything, everything has to be dark, 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 dark. And don't get me wrong. Gods and monsters from beginning to end, from first video to the final movie, it's dark, very dark. Uh, there are glimmers of hope. There are glimmers of light. Um, but in what we're talking about here with Batman, no. <laughs> there's, yeah, really there's, not. there's no light. Not in the comic. Not in the the short. I mean, it's just... DC, man, I tell you what, they're just going over the top with this dark stuff. And this Batman from Gods and Monsters is probably Exhibit 1 or Exhibit A or whatever you want to call it. Of mm-hmm. that over-the-top darkness. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's take Batman. Make him not just dark Batman. Not just Dark Knight. But really dark. But he's not Batman. It's Kirk right. Langstrom. It's not Bruce Wayne. He's Kirk Langstrom. So they haven't corrupted our character. They've corrupted our the concept. Yeah, yeah. And that's some of the thing. Like, they did that intentionally. You know, what if he wasn't Batman? Oh, if he's not Batman, we can do a lot more with him right. than we could if he was Bruce Wayne. So, yeah, man. So if I let's start, let's get into the questions then. Okay. Um, what do you see theme going on with with this character? Because there's there's one, I mean, just huge theme that can't be ignored. And that's the gods and monsters part where he's. Am I a man or am I a Muppet or am I a man or am I a monster? You know, uh, he's fighting with that monster stuff. Yeah. He's definitely fighting with the monster part. Um, not oh, so much. For sure. Yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't want to be the way he is. And the gods part, that's not really applying to him right now. 
He is no. not God level of character or of power or, or any of that. He's the demon in the dark and he's fighting with his own demon. And what's his own demon? Him himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's one theme though. Like if I was going to look for a redeeming value here, I think that's where I find it is this is something we all have. You know, we all have that darkness and we're all, I mean, everyone fights against the darkness or embraces it and just says, right. you know, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so for me, that was the one thing I was able to latch on to and relate to him was that fight against, you know, doing the thing he didn't want to do, which is a very, you know, for me, I've made a secret that I'm, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, um, and I believe in sin and evil, and, and those are things that we do need to conquer. And, and this is definitely a story about that kind of a thing. So, yes, sort of. Well, my, not, my, not, a, not a perfect story, and he's no. definitely, he's not on the winning end of this battle. <laughs> he is not. He's making compromises uh, with this because he, he knows that to survive, I guess, he's got to murder people. Mm-hmm. And so he, he does make compromises in that, and he said, okay, murder is, it, it has to be done. Um, even though he knows it's wrong. But if it's going to happen, he's going to be judge and jury and executioner for people he believes are guilty. Right. So, for me, uh, it doesn't offer much redeeming value to the story, uh, even though it's there, for sure, and the theme is there. I just think if you want to to read about that theme, there's definitely better options for you than, than this Batman. But... You gotta look at it then as a as a whole. This is the opening story. Yes. And so this is going, you know, for whether it works or not later on, this is the building, that early building block of who this character is, what he's facing. And the comic for me does it far better than the, the video, the short. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so looking at the questions. Um, does it stand alone as a story? Does it work without it being Batman? I think it would. If it wasn't, if he wasn't named Batman, the story would still work and do what it wants to do without him having that name. It might even work better if it actually was man bat. <laughs> just that's what, what it that's is. what I have to say. And if, if they would have just made him like, I'm not a vampire fan at all. If they would have made him the the man bat monster guy and still going through the same stuff, I would have I would have liked it a lot better. But then it would just be the same man bat story that they've done. Very true. Uh, you know, a dozen times or more. So, so here's the question that this is where it gets a little weird, because which character are we talking about? Are we talking about Batman? Or are we talking about man man bat? Does it explore the character in a way that reveals what makes him or her tick? So does it explore Batman? Do these two stories that we're talking about explore the concept of Batman? Do they, and I guess these two questions can kind of go together with, with question three. Does it reveal anything new about the character? Because does this say anything about Batman with him not being Bruce Wayne? 
I think it does in the the negative reverse way. Uh, just seeing a a Batman that kills and kills in such a gruesome way, uh, I think it says a lot about the actual character of Batman and what makes him stand out uh, as an honorable kind of like a you know like an honorable samurai type character dealing out justice in an honorable way uh, to for something that has been done to him uh, as a child. And I think it offers a good contrast to that. Yeah. But, but so, not did like, man, it, so did man bat. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Or, well, really a lot of his rogues gallery, you know, they all kind of re- give a, re- a revelation of a negative aspect of part of Bruce Wayne slash Batman's character. And, and this does the same thing. Only it, it's the name of the villain really <laughs> the name of right. the villain is Batman and you know so as a as a inverse reality I, I, I think you're on you're on to something there yeah I, I you're giving it more than I would have probably okay yeah but hearing you I was like, digging I was digging deep for that well, so <laughs> well, and, and that's where it's it's different because it is not it's not Bruce Wayne this is not a strict Elseworlds story because although there was, there were some episodes or some issues of Elseworlds where it wasn't Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent. Um, Cause I think there was one where it was like Bruce Wayne became Superman. Right? I've heard about that one. I don't think I've read it. Something like that. But anyway, so the last question here is, is it fun? And <laughs> I wouldn't call it fun, but no. it's not bad it, as, as a comic story. It's fairly well told the narration comes from Kirk himself it's first person narration as he's telling his own story and so you're getting into his head and it's it's gruesome in some points and uh, but all things considered you know it's a fairly decent vampire story about a vampire who doesn't want to compromise but has to and then just embraces the compromise, I guess. Yeah. Fun is not the word I would use. So, I didn't find the short fun either. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely not something I can recommend. I'm not, I'm not going to recommend, hey, you got to go watch this short. Uh, I would probably, the opposite of recommend, for the short at least. And the comic didn't do much for me either. I will just say that the Batman material is my least favorite of all the material here, so... Well, and kind of being a negative Ned. But here's the other thing: uh, who of these three in the regular DC universe, or just in general, of these three characters—Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman—who's your favorite, Batman or Superman? Superman. Yeah, because Wonder Woman, I, I like, but I just don't consider her in in the running for a favorite hero of mine. She'd yeah. be in the maybe the top fifteen, top ten DC characters. Maybe even top five DC characters, but she's got Batman, mm. Superman, and Aquaman to deal with for me. I, I don't know who I put at number four. I don't know if she'd make my top ten. But, but anyway, yeah. So who's your favorite Superman? Superman. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I, I probably could have guessed that considering you use Superman theme music at your wedding reception. I did. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah, probably. 
probably could have guessed that, but yeah. So anyway, um, that's our Batman thing. I, I have one last element I wanted to talk about. Okay. And that is the character of Harley Quinn because she's crazy. Is this who we get? Because Batman, Bruce Wayne never became Batman. So I haven't seen any Joker. Nope. And in the comic book, we get Joe Chill. And in the the short, we get Harley Quinn. Is this Harley Quinn? What would what would she? Is this who she would be without Joker? Is that why she is the way she is? I, I don't think so because I'm pretty sure her origin story is the only reason she went crazy is because of the Joker, and like she's not even like crazy crazy. She's just kind of misguided crazy in the fact that she loves him. At least that was her original story. Because she's she crazy was, crazy here, man. She, yeah, she is. She's totally off the rails here. She's she's more warped than she's ever been in this. Um, but as far as I understand from her original origin story, I wouldn't say that this is where she would have gone. So my guess is this is either another person who has adopted the persona of Harley Quinn, like kind of like Kirk Langstrom is our Batman here, yeah, yeah. or something even worse happened involving the Joker. Or involving to, something completely different. Yes, and yeah. caused her to go down this path yeah. as well. So <laughs> that's where it gets a little interesting because it's not a perfect, it's not like Flashpoint. Actually, even Flashpoint's not perfect, but it's not like you can look at this exact moment and say, okay, because the rocket was off a half a degree angle, it lands in Soviet Russia instead right. of in you know middle America. And there isn't something here where you can say that uh, you you just have you have a couple things where you can kind of point to, but they didn't happen in such a way that like what happens to Superman to change him wouldn't necessarily affect what would have happened to Bruce Wayne, right? And and the, and then the same with with Diana Prince, really. And yeah, so. Well, that's that's this episode then. Uh, that's this chapter of our Gods and Monsters coverage. Uh, tomorrow we will release the Justice League Gods and Monsters Superman episode, Woo-hoo! and that'll be uh, it'll be different. It'll be much different. Uh, there's some different things being explored, which is actually a good thing. Um, I'm glad that they they did different things, and it wasn't just hey, let's see how dark we can make each character. But what I find as we get further into this and as we get closer to the movie, um, this is really more about, you know, these three characters and how they were using these three characters and then bringing them together. So, yeah, so that's, that's next episode. You can find us comicbooktimemachine.com. You can find this series at comicbooktimemachine.com slash gods and monsters. That's where you'll find these five episodes grouped together for your convenience unless you're following us day by day uh so if if you're following us after episode 72 releases then you'll find them all together but if you're looking at this during the week you know just the ones that have been finished are, are out so thank you so much for listening uh evan where can people find you on the you internet? guys internet 
You guys can find me at facebook.com slash static blade podcast. That's static like static shock, blade like blade of grass, and podcast like the thing you're listening to right now. Blade of grass? That's where you go? I don't think of but not not, not not sword blade or well you know just knife trying to help blade. you know how to spell it you know okay all right all right sure go ahead <laughs> so static blade Sorry. podcast uh facebook.com slash static blade podcast and there you will find a plethora of episodes about a plethora of topics movie reviews uh nostalgic nerdy stuff and currently we're actually doing a comic book series, much like the content here on uh, Comic Book Time Machine, about uh, some Superman comics because uh, he's my favorite. So if you'd like to hear some Superman comics from the early 2000s era, go check it out. All right. Thank you very much. And once again, everyone, thank you for listening. You can find me at benavery.com, comicbooktimemachine.com, welcomelove7.com, and Strangers and Aliens. Dot com, And uh, until next time, in this case, until tomorrow, um, Godspeed. <laughs>